Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications at Zebra Technologies, and we're continuing the discussion around 5G today with Jeff Stark, the Director of Zebra's Strategic Operational Partner Team, and our special guest, Karen Ronan, Director of Industrial Ecosystem Partnership and the Partner Manager for Zebra at Ericsson. As digital transformation has accelerated in the manufacturing, warehousing, and even hospitality spaces, Zebra and Ericsson have come together more closely to collaborate around private networking solutions, leveraging both 4G and 5G technology. We want to ensure we are delivering the wireless communication capabilities you need to keep frontline workers, customers, and automation solutions fully connected. So I thought it would be good for Jeff and Karen to share some of the things we've been working on together and how these efforts may help you achieve your operational goals. Jeff and Karen, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much, both of you, for having us. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So let's start by talking about how things are advancing in the wide world of wireless technology. Jeff, I know it's only been about a year since you and I discussed the state of 5G in the context of private 5G networks. And though technology is maturing quite quickly, I know that many people are still relying on 4G in many cases. Why is that? Uh, Therese, great question. Um, it is, um, you know, clearly 4G is, is not going to be going away anytime soon. It is uh, the, the foundation that will remain in place for, for years to come. Uh, you know, we've seen rapid migration from 3 and, you know, into 4G, but 4G is going to stick around. Um, there's been a lot of hype in the last five years, you know, from the carriers, from equipment manufacturers to, you know, to hype 5G. It's uh, it's dominant in terms of mind share with with 5G uh, being very, you know, uh, prevalent in, in the advertising in, you know, ads you see on TV. Um, what we're experiencing is in the last, I would say, 18 to 24 months, you know, more focus on the enterprise and how 5G actually applies to them. And certainly, you know, we're optimistic that private 5G provides that bridge to that realization of enterprises, you know, leaning into 5G opportunities. Uh, you know, as as a follow on to, you know, enterprise opportunities, we envision that private 5G will be where enterprises, you know, realize the value so that they're able to, you know, carve out a secure environment to be able to operate efficiently, effectively with an overlay network, uh, not handicapping or eliminating Wi-Fi, but as a means for them to roll out new, new solutions and new feature functions. So I totally agree with everything that Jeff said. It's exactly that. And I would also add maybe just an example for that. Do you remember a couple of years ago, and I think all of us here are in the age that we can still remember that, we used to call a taxi by telephone, and then they told us, yeah, we will be there in a few minutes, and we were waiting, not sure if the car that arrived is ours, and then 4G arrived, and nobody knows what to do with 4G, but somebody introduced an application that you can call your taxi over the phone, and you see when it arrives, and you know which taxi to expect, and then you knew how much the fare will cost, and then Uber was there. Now, can you now imagine 
navigating somewhere without a map in your application? Because a couple of years ago, we just still used how the maps, right? And this is exactly the stage we are now at with 5G. Technology is there. Companies like Zebra are already creating applications and devices that knows how to use 5G. Now the world has just to get used to that and more and more solutions that are utilizing the specific values of 5G will be added. Mm -hmm. That's a great example. Do you feel that people are leaning more into private wireless than they were a year ago? Or is there still hesitation because they feel Wi-Fi can get the job done on its own or simply because they're having a hard time justifying spend for private wireless when they already have a ton invested in Wi-Fi? Jeff, what are your thoughts there? That, you know, Wi-Fi will, you know, is and, and will continue to remain, uh, you know, a dominant, you know, uh, wireless technology solution. Um, However, you know, it is restricted by its flexibility, uh, agility, uh, and the cost to, to modify and change that Wi-Fi network. Whereas, you know, with private 5G, you get a lot of flexibility in timing, in tuning of those endpoints, managing and adding new points. So there is, you know, a lot of advantages to being able to have that that private 5G network infrastructure solution. So no, not replacing, I think augmenting. Maybe adding on what Jeff just said, I, I will, uh, I'll just add this one point that both Wi-Fi and, and 5G and other connectivity solutions, those are all infrastructures and enable solutions. Each one brings something else to the table and eventually the digitalization will be the, the art of resource management. What connectivity resources do you have? What solutions do you have that provide the, the, the end customer solution, the business need? And how do you manage the, those resources in between? 5G is best fit when you need high reliable and low latency connectivity. It is also better in wide area deployments and it's the most secure option. Wi-Fi would be very good when best effort connectivity is enough. And Wi-Fi is at its best in indoor and local area deployments. And then you, people will have to choose which solution to use with what connectivity. If we want to look at the TCO, for example, of each, to understand why would people still stick to Wi-Fi uh, when needed, but we'll go with uh, 5G in indoor scenarios uh, sometimes. Ericsson has published a, a research that uh, calculated that, for example, in a, an area of 250K uh, uh, square foot with 1,000 devices, now we're talking about not a complicated area, just a room, a very, 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 very big room with 1,000 connected device that needs high bandwidth and low latency. The TCO difference between lightening all of that with Wi-Fi is higher in 20 to 22% than using cellular. Okay, that's helpful. Thanks, Karen. 
Are there certain environments in which private wireless is likely going to be more prevalent than Wi-Fi, perhaps due to the types of technology systems they're relying on or the volume of data they must transmit? And that, again, is connecting to the previous uh, feature uh, thing. So what would 5G be good for? It will be good for data-driven optimization of operations. So when we, when we need to collect a lot of data from multiple sources, real-time analyze the data and make decisions often operated autonomously. It is also good for machines automation, exchanging things that people with machines when capable and releasing people to do smarter things. Machines will usually do, do those activities faster and more accurately. 5G allows mobility, not only in a small area, but between indoor and outdoor in a wide area. It's mobility for people as well as for machines. And it allows remote operations. We can have experts sitting in one country, in one continent, supporting people on the other continent in real time. We can have robots running around, right, indoor, outdoor, coming in from the port, out from the port, connected cars. We can have remote driving. So people can sit in one place and uh, drive a forklift at a totally different state. Those are the places when you will choose 5G versus the others. And where we reuse them would be by motivation of ROI or of their ecosystem readiness. So we uh, we agree. Um, you know, we see opportunities. You know, in the short term, in in manufacturing uh, warehouses, ports, airports, uh, yards, uh, where there's an opportunity to kind of again overlay uh, the cellular network on. Uh, incumbent Wi-Fi infrastructure. Um, the big advantage again is that flexibility at the endpoints without having to do all the major rewiring. It's also a, a, a huge advantage as Karen pointed out with the uh, operational capabilities to go inside and outside seamlessly. So, you know, think about your connectivity within uh, the building and as soon as you leave, you're in the yard, you're in the outside of an airport, uh, you're in a, uh, a rail yard. All of these are fantastic opportunities to maintain that connectivity, that security, to be able to do those real-time capture of the endpoints with a, a, a private 5G network. And, you know, one of the, the beauties of this is that, you know, again, going back to why 4G isn't going to disappear and, and uh, Wi-Fi networks are not, you know, they're already the incumbent networks that are baked into many of these locations. And if you were to take a look at the types of devices that are already in those environments, they're going to be zebra devices. So, you know, we believe that we have uh, an inherent advantage in the fact that, you know, our, our devices already reside in those Wi-Fi, in those 4G environments and private 5G, 5G only enhances those capabilities and future-proofs them. So, uh, you know, we're, we're encouraged. Excellent. Is there a formula, Jeff, that can be universally applied to define the ROI or at least justify the cost of private wireless to decision makers and financial stakeholders? Uh, that's a terrific question. <laughs> and if we 
crystal ball, we would be printing money. Uh, I, I would say that the, the the real answer here is that, um, you know, ripping and replacing is the lowest priority. So you're not going to see a lot of, you know, just tearing away current infrastructure and putting in these private 5G. Uh, the most effective, cost-effective, uh, budgetary acceptable path is what I would call greenfield opportunity. So if you think about, you know, new builds, you think about people doing uh, new manufacturing lines, new warehouses, and they want to bake in the best and, and future proof that that's where you're going to see immediate opportunities for, you know, for private 5G. I think the in-between space is where uh, companies look at, enterprises look at, uh, proof of concepts, you know, how do they begin to play with a, a small node network with devices, how that overlays and how do they build new solutions? And that's where we're, we're seeing a lot of traction, I would say, last year and this year. I totally agree. And if somebody finds the, the formula, <laughs> I'm joining. I'll, I'll just add a, an example that uh, Ericsson and the ABI uh, research had published uh, because while each company is different and each use case within each company has a different ROI, we'll just give some uh, numbers for people to believe, to, to know that there is an ROI that uh, we find out about. So there is a research, a research, research being published by Ericsson and the ABI research uh, in, in which we had calculated uh, some ROI examples. Uh, two, two companies that, that are already greenfield, that have, have created uh, smart factories or, already, uh, been featured in that uh, research. One is a T1 Germany automotive smart factory, automotive uh, produce smart factory, and the other is a T1 Japanese electric smart factory. The automotive factory uh, size of of the the plant was, uh, if I'm translating to square foot, it's like point five point four million uh, square foot, and the Japanese electric electronic smart factory size is. 2.2 million square foot. The calculation of ROI showed that within five years, the, uh, the German automotive smart factory has a 9.2 times uh, return on investment. And in the uh, electronic smart factory, it is 24 times in five years return on investment. But those are all, just as Jeff mentioned, green greenfield installations. So a new factory, which is being based on modern digital uh, solutions. Karen, is there a cost difference between private 4G and private 5G? The cost difference will be mainly on the solution side. So at least from Ericsson point of view, the private network kit supports support both 4G and 5G at the same time. Moreover, the, the ability to use 4G and 5G practically gives the customers more bandwidth. Bandwidth, right? So you can use 
both. Whenever you need 5G, you will prioritize 5G. And whenever 5G is not that needed, you can use the 4G and not take resources mm -hmm. from the 5G. Now, Ericsson also have solutions to Jeff's earlier point. With, with the inquiry of a credit point, Ericsson also have gateways which allows customers to use their existing solutions over 4G or 5G and add the new solutions like Zebras on the 5G and as such start to modernize even when it's not a greenfield and build slowly on that. But this, the, the price of the infrastructure itself is the same. Okay. And, and if I could just jump on that point, uh, sure. this is why Zebra so excited. One, just one of the reasons why we're so excited to be working with Ericsson, you know, cradle point is the fact that, you know, Ericsson is, 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 is known globally as a, you know, top notch, top tier infrastructure provider to, to telecoms, to networks globally. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they've acquired cradle point, which is an enterprise focused uh, path to market with enterprises is, 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 is great for us because, you know, we get the best of both worlds. We get this, you know, gold plated bulletproof, you know, uh, partner who operates with carriers now providing scalable solutions for the enterprise market. And, you know, we also have the advantage of having a long relationship with Cradle Point with our Zebra, uh, you know, retail solutions group. So there's been already in place for years, a, a strong relationship. We've only enhanced and leveraged that to, to get to a, a bigger, stronger relationship with Ericsson. That's great. Karen, another one for you. Do you think there will be a tipping point for private wireless at which we'll see implementations become as standard as Wi-Fi implement implementations are today? I definitely think so. And back to the 4G example, it is just a matter of time. It is just a matter of process. Jeff, in the other conversations that we had, uh, always stress out, now we are at the stage of box and trials. Now we are at the stage of creating people trust from IT point of view, it's a new IT solution, but also from a business point of view to let the business people imagine and understand what can they ask for, for them to imagine what can they do. And we need more or we need to encourage the, the ecosystem to create more and more solutions because unlike Zebra, not all the custom, not all the solution providers are so fast to ad ad adapt 5G. And that is what gives, from our point of view, a huge advantage to Zebra. We are presenting Zebra to any customer that we speak we like. with because Zebra had adapted the future. Jeff, anything you'd like to add on that? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to the uh, you know the, I think the tipping point is now uh, you know we're going to see a lot of activity uh, only increasing in those proof of concepts I think um, more and more of the uh, the partners in ecosystem are starting to adapt I would say uh, th this trial mentality instead of you know having to build a, a large infrastructure project uh, overnight which is a challenge especially given you know, economic headwinds that are kind of globally prevalent. 
uh, you're seeing a lot more trials taking place. And I think those trials only turn into success stories that become repeatable and rinsable at a larger level. So uh, that's beginning to happen. We're beginning to see that cycle only increasing. Uh, you'll see more press and, and things that we're doing in the marketplace that will only emphasize that. Very good. So let's talk about what Zebra and Ericsson are doing to make private wireless a more accessible solution to companies across different industries. I understand that a few of Zebra's devices and solutions are on Ericsson's marketplace, and we are planning to interrupt test all 5G-enabled devices since those are newer on the market. I know we're also hosting joint events together, showcasing Zebra's industrial automation, robotics, and software solutions can work in manufacturing and warehousing environments using Ericsson's 5G technologies. Why does all this matter to customers and the industry as a whole? So I'll take a, uh, a first stab at that. Uh, you know, this has not an overnight success. <laughs> this is a, uh, a long-term project investment collaboration. You know, we've been at this for over two years, you know, with Ericsson. So, you know, think about, you know, I'd like to make this, this reference analogy in terms of, you know, uh, it's like a highway project. You know, you have to build a large interstate. You have to build the infrastructure. That's where Ericsson and Cradlepoint are, you know, our partners in putting in that infrastructure into enterprises. And then it's our devices like vehicles that'll be used and operated with, within those environments. So as you all know, none of these things happen overnight. Uh, they, they do take some time. We, you know, first started working with Ericsson when we had a, a CDRS uh, enabled tablet, you know, that we demonstrated at Mobile World Congress two years ago. Uh, you know, we worked again with new devices, 5G devices in uh, Barcelona in February of this year. We've been at Hanover Messi. Uh, we've been at a bunch of customer sites. We're starting to map and align our sales teams. Uh, I've presented to the, uh, I mean, to the uh, Cradle Point and uh, Ericsson internal sales and SE teams to their partner ecosystem. They're doing the same now to our group as well. So this is a, uh, you know, a, a project that is, 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 you know, not overnight success. You know, we're both making significant investments uh, that we believe that we'll see returns on uh, in 24 and 25, uh, if, if that answers the question. Very much so. <laughs> I know we spoke earlier about manufacturers and warehouse operators likely being the earliest adopters of private wireless with many already using 5G where available. And the move toward greater automation is certainly a driver for that, at least within the four walls. But outside the four walls, what do you think will compel those in the oil and gas, mining, utility, and transportation sectors to say, we have to get a private wireless network online right now. What we're using right now isn't cutting it anymore. Karen, what do you think? Well, while in the four walls, 5G is joining wired uh, connectivity and Wi-Fi as another option that brings a little, not a little, brings more uh, capabilities. The outdoor uh, locations has a really hard time to find uh, trustworthy connectivity. Unless wired, there's not really good uh, uh, wireless connectivity for outdoors. So there, 5G, uh, private 5G is especially private 5G because 
public 5G does not arrive to all the remote locations, is even more needed. The, uh, let me give you one example. Uh, Comsol, which is another SI of Ericsson, had uh, done a poke with an international mining group. The use case that they were looking at as the criti business critical ones were video calls between vehicles, people on vehicles, connected worker, and the communication with the supervisor or the uh, central command. This is basic com communication. This is basic. This is like years ago in indoor, and they needed that to, to operate efficiently, okay? That POC, is a, that POC was defined as a, a exceeded expectations, both on the latency quality and the service, uh, but also, and maybe for me, more, more most interesting is in what they saw as a possible uh, innovation of the smart minds. Now, Next step, after basic connectivity and ability to connect between machines and people, would be the, the heavy uh, machinery solutions. It's like drills and, and sensors on vehicles and stuff. There, the, R, the ROI is millions of, of dollars in, a, in minutes for this function versus uh, if with sensors we manage to, to prevent faults. So the industry is there, the need is there. It is just that their digitalization process is a bit uh, delayed because of feasibility of solutions. Mm -hmm. Well, I know Zebra and Ericsson will be ready to jump in and help them get the right architecture in place when they're ready, right? Definitely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, we're, as, as Ken's pointing out, um, you know, flexibility, uh, agility, uh, the uh, uh, opportunity to uh, connect those endpoints in secure environments are, you know, some of the key drivers and represent the tipping point for those outside outdoor environments that you were describing, Therese. And, um, you know, we're interested in, you know, ensuring that you know whenever this infrastructure is is put in place and whenever the builds occur that augment the existing 4g or wi-fi infrastructure that it's the zebra ericsson cradle point collaboration that provides the easy step uh, the de facto uh, they're already working together this is already tested and approved it's already in the environments uh, to make it a, a very easy lift for our customers. That's great to hear. Well, this has been a really good conversation and I appreciate you both taking the time to speak with me today. I'd love to reconnect with you in a few months to get an update on the projects you mentioned, as well as some of the other pilots and implementations in progress that we couldn't quite share yet today. Mm -hmm. I'd also love to hear about the interop testing and how that goes. And I'm sure our listeners will want to know more about the best practices you're developing around private wireless network design, implementation, refinement, and scaling in different industrial field and enterprise environments. So thank you both again for being here. Thank you. And then we, uh, we want to thank our partner, uh, Ericsson CradlePoint as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a partner of ours. It's very important for us. Absolutely. Thank you. 
That's perfect. In the meantime, if any of our listeners have questions about private wireless, we'll point them in the right direction. I know between our two companies, we have several engineers, sales team members, and solution architects with industry domain expertise who are focused on private 4G and 5G network solutions for a number of different digital and automated workflows. Of course, if anyone is interested in hearing our past conversation with Jeff, they can check out the Your Edge blog and podcast at www.zebra.com slash blog. I'm Therese Van Ryn signing off until next time.